Today we're going to talk about Guinness World Records. I have a unique insight, don't I, Rod? Yes. Please give a massive round of applause for record-breaking uni cyclist. It's Jason Old. Jason Old has mastered the skill of weightlifting whilst unicycling. Lifting a barbell weighing close to 70 kilograms while riding a unicycle. I'm going to provide a little bit of insight on what it takes. Spoiler alert, a lot of admin. Just the fitness tip. Welcome to episode 132 of Just the Fitness Tip with me, Jason Ald, and of course, Rod Penn. And I'm going to start with a, a kind of caveat, because I will be talking a lot about myself today. And whenever I do that, like, don't get me wrong, my mum has said to me before, she said, uh, if you were chocolate, you'd eat yourself. I think, kind of, pointing out that I've got a, a real appreciation for my own work. Um, but also, at the same time, I'm under no illusion that I am special uh, or talented or gifted or any of that nonsense. Um, I'm just imaginative and lucky. <laughs> so I do, uh, whenever I talk about these things, I do feel quite humbled by the opportunities I've been given. I do feel very fortunate, but I'm only going to say that once. So I'll just say up the top, uh, I don't feel deserving of it. And um, there's a lot of talented people in the world and I'm just one of them. Is uh, this, are you reading out your LinkedIn post? Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Hashtag living my best life. Last year, Rod and I, we made a film called The World's Strongest Unicyclist. Well, the big announcement is I'm going to be the world's strongest unicyclist. I'm assembling a crack team of specialists and folk I know. It was about me training and attempting the Guinness World Record for the heaviest overhead press whilst riding the unicycle. You can watch it on my website, www.pen.com. Photography. Rod, you won an award at the Scottish Short Film Festival for Best Editing. The Scottish Shortbread Festival. <laughs> Scottish Short. And the winner for Best Editing is... The World's Strongest Unicyclist, edited by Rod Penn. Congratulations. The judges commented that this is an excellent documentary, edited very well and held together by a great team of participants. A tweet came in about this documentary that said... The humour and warmth of it was really engaging, as well as it being a completely mad idea, which is brilliant. Yeah, I was, um, I'm really humbled by how many great films there are out there and mine was chosen yeah. and I definitely didn't deserve it. So this all started as a result of the pandemic. <laughs> so thank you. As 2021 was approaching, I think we were all full of hope that 2021 would be different. And as the year was coming to an end, it was abundantly clear that that would not be the case. And uh, I kid you not, I remember this clearest day on Hogmanay. I just had an epiphany where I was like, 2021 is going to be shit. <laughs> so if I want to do anything next year, I'm going to have to do it myself, in the words of Thanos. Having lifted weights my whole kind of adult life um, and and also being a professional <laughs> unicyclist, you know, a double threat as they call it in the industry. 
the overhead press was a no-brainer, you know, just because it's the, I guess it's one of the only lifts you could do um, whilst on a unicycle, deadlifting, tricky, squatting, almost impossible. Overhead press, manageable. When you set a new record, you have to go through a lengthy and laborious process, um, and quite rightly so, because we can't really expect everyone that works at Guinness to know the intricacies and details uh, involved in unicycling and weightlifting, and then the further um, ins and outs of a combination of those two things. But uh, I remember they were like, um, what's the heaviest you think you could lift? Because you can't, when you're setting a record, you can't just lift anything. Oh, you've lifted five kilos, you're the, the new record holder. They set a benchmark. But I was I was going to say so that the book is not a laughing stock, but they do embrace that in some areas. <laughs> so, um, so they asked me, and I said, 60 which was the most I'd lifted at that point. So I got the guidelines back, and I had to do 65, and I thought, you've done me dirty there, that's that's not cool, bro. Anyway, from start to finish, just getting the go-ahead for this record took a good, I would say, 12 weeks. So then I started training for it, and... Um, I would, I'd say that took about six to eight weeks, just kind of conventional training, as opposed to the uh, the kind of unconventional uh, record. I am a huge believer in sports-specific training. Anyone that has listened to this podcast will know that I believe, and I think it's backed up by evidence, uh, the best way to get good at something is to do that. So, of course, you can break it down into its components. Um, I could be increasing my overhead press without the unicycle, but ultimately, if I want to get good at that thing, I need to be doing that thing. Anyway, it came, when it came down to it, um, I broke the record. 68 kilos. Um, whenever I say that, people always go, oh, that's about how much I weigh. And let me tell you, not everyone that says that is correct. <laughs> Some people are underestimating and others are overestimating. But 68 kilos, just for reference, I'm about 77. I don't know. I'm, I'm less keen to hear about the training you did and all of the hard work you did and more about what it was like to be on Blue Peter. So after I got told uh, I, was, I was in this year's book, thankfully... Thankfully. And as a result, I was asked to do a lot of the promotion for the launch of the book. And not to show off, um, although I've already done my disclaimer. So so to show off, um, I've already got a record for 4 by 50 metre hurdles. But when you tell people, are you in the book? And you go, nah. I still think it's, it's quite a good achievement. You know, the record is not justified by its inclusion in the book um, and then I trail off because they've moved on started talking to someone else so when I saw I was going to be in the book uh, I was over the moon not just for my kind of um, social standing but it's iconic isn't it I always think it's kind of part of the fabric of our culture I think most people have got a memory 
of reading the Guinness Book of Records. If anyone buys the book, by the way, I, this is not a we're not sponsored by Guinness World Records, or this is Yet. not this is not a puff piece. Um, if you go to the page that Rod's fantastic photo is on, um, you'll see. Oh, people, did you mention that? The photo. Them in the book. Yeah. Oh well, so Rod took the photo, um, and you can explain just how many newspapers it was in. Oh yeah, so um, how did when, no? It was when you submitted the Guinness World when you got the official record. Mm-hmm. Then Guinness wanted a photo of you, didn't they, for the book? For the book, yeah. So you recommended me. Well, we Thank should you. probably bring that back. I told Rod that I was going to be in the book, and he went, "Who's taking the photo?" And I went, "I don't know." And you went. You should recommend me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd be pissed off if you did it. Um, yeah. So we did. We went. What? We went down to Leith. We went to the shore. We got a really good shot of you lifting um, the weight, which I then photoshopped to make look heavier. Oh. Do know, <laughs> so do you want? That is true, by the way. Um, but do you want to know what's interesting? I found out apparently there's a shot. Like uh, Eddie Hall uh, did a shot. And exactly the same thing was done. They he lifted a lighter weight and they photoshopped the weights on. Yeah. So we're in good company. Um, yeah, so that, that image of Jason on the unicycle lifting the weight, he's, he's, by, he's on this bridge. It's, it's, it was a good shot. I was happy with it. But then Guinness were obviously clearly happy with it and used it as their official press release. And it got sent to like every newspaper in the land. So it was pretty cool. There was just one day where my photograph and your face were pretty much in every newspaper, on the BBC, Independent, all the big names. So, uh, so that was pretty cool, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, like, and, and I have to stress, like, you know, I've been in newspapers and on stuff before, um, and it's always a bit like, oh, wow, you're in the evening news, brilliant. It was literally every single paper. Mm. Like, it was in the Times, it was, a, it was in the Sun, Boo, uh, the Sun called me Robin Fold <laughs> because it's an easy mistake to make because Fold sounds like old and Robin sounds like Jason um, it was it was in on STV etc it was literally everywhere and the thing was it was it was Rod's photo that was pretty much the, the main photo and everything a great photo uh, which personally I think you deserve all the credit in the world for Rod. But this is what got, invi- uh, got me invited down to London to do press for the launch of the book. And it was just surreal, you know. A lot of people, since I've been posting things about it, have been like, wow, that's amazing. It's amazing. You've finally done it, you know. As though it's, you know, not taking me 10 years to be an overnight success. It's pretty crazy, to be honest. I was I was getting media requests on like Twitter and stuff, and I'm like replying to them like big shot on it, like because I don't have an agent or anything like that. My whole career has been managed by myself, which speaks for itself. <laughs> but I remember speaking to uh, Madeline, who works in PR at Guinness. She she really took care of me. Uh, I cannot thank her enough. But I messaged her saying, "Oh, you know, like Channel Five News want me to come in and." and shoot um, in studio is that going to clash with anything and her reaction was not a good one and um, it kind of felt a bit like a cross between a teacher and your mum being like telling you off and then the kid that you got in trouble with her going round to their house and, and telling their mum 
because she then contacted them and then set, <laughs> set it up for me. So uh, one of the first ones I did was BBC Radio Scotland, and I'm sat in this all right hotel on Tottenham Court Road in London on the 10th floor, right? And the reason I mention that is because there was one lift and it wasn't very good. And I would have taken the stairs, but it was the 10th floor. I um, I don't take myself too seriously, Rod. I think you can tell that, you know. I, I take my silly job very seriously, but I don't take myself too seriously. So when I'm sat, waiting to go on air, and I hear the previous segment, which is, is all about how Coolio's just died, <laughs> I'm just thinking, how are we going to segue into a story about a guy lifting weights on a unicycle? That's Peter Bowles reporting there on the death of the American rapper Coolio has died at the age of 59. Uh, now finally this morning an extreme sports athlete from Edinburgh has secured a unique world record. Jason Old combined two of his passions lifting a barbell weighing close to 70 kilograms while riding a unicycle. You do get a lot of odd questions and I know that might sound weird. I hope you're not on your unicycle at the moment Jason holding a barbell. The answer to that, Andrew, is I'm always on a unicycle <laughs> holding the barbell. Um, the idea, uh, well, good question. So I've been a professional extreme unicyclist for longer than I'd care to say uh, on public radio. Um, and fitness has always been a passion of mine. I got into lifting weights at school uh, when I was playing rugby. Uh, I will add, not particularly well because it was just a case of copying what the older kids were doing. Uh, but I like to think I've progressed a little bit since then. And it was really just, as you say, they're just a combination of two passions, um, really inspired by kind of the, I guess, the isolation we were going through during the pandemic. I think all of us can relate with 2020 being a bit of a, a non-starter. And I think for me, I just thought of 2021, it's not going to be the same. I need to get on a unicycle and pick up a barbell, simple, right? Right, right. So how much um, training did you have to do? Was this a kind of a new skill that you had to work at acquiring? Well, I guess like the more philosophical answer would be all of my life. But uh, the more literal answer would be six to eight weeks. Uh, so, I mean, I, to be quite frank, you know, I think all of us as well ever picked up a, a workout program in the gym and um, we're promised something six to eight weeks later no that actually takes far longer than that so I think the foundation has been laid uh, over the years of just being a professional athlete and entertainer but to specifically try and lift as heavy as I could on the unicycle yeah it's about six to eight weeks. Jason I think there'll be people this morning thinking okay so maybe I should try something and, and try and get a world <laughs> record for it what's, what's the process like because I can't imagine I mean no offence here but they're inundated, inundated with people holding barbells on unicycles I'm not offended by that at all. In fact, that's the only reason I've got a career. It's because I'm the only one that does it. Um, so what's the process that people go through, did you say? Sorry. Yeah, to try and get a world record uh, recognised. Well, for me, I've always kind of uh, focused more on trying to set a new one. So yeah. if anybody is interested, they can go to the Guinness World Records website and they can check out existing records. And if there's any there that they fancy trying to break, that's quite a simple process. You just hit a button and you can apply for it and you get all the rules and things. Um, setting a new one is slightly different and that's what I had to do. Um, you, you propose it um, it takes about 12 weeks for the the boffins at uh, Guinness to, to look over it and, and put guidelines together and then if you're successful they send them to you and you have to document all of it and then send it back. So a lot of admin. 
Not as glamorous as it sounds. And where, where do you under, undertake this extreme sporting activity, Jason? I mean, do you do it? Um, do you do it out in the street? Do you have to keep away from pedestrians and cars? You know, if I see you cutting about, coming down the street on your unicycle with your barbell, should I give right. you? A, should I give you a wide berth? Absolutely. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm totally out of control most of the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's, <laughs> this specific record I did in it in the in the comfort of a gym so um, as long as you weren't on the rowing machine next to me or something like that no. you'd be alright there's no chance of you ever me, ever seeing me in the gym um, that's for sure <laughs> how, how long are you actually on the unicycle holding the barbell for like what are we talking here minutes or short a period of time as possible it's just a, it's a single repetition so okay. for anyone that's ever lifted any weights you'll have heard of a one rep max so that's basically the maximum amount of weight you can lift for one repetition um, and I just thought visually that was a little bit cooler it's a little bit more um along the lines of the kind of athlete that i am in terms of power and strength um but yeah it's literally just pick it up hoist it above your head whilst also unicycling that small detail makes all the difference brilliant brilliant. well yeah thanks you thanks for uh, telling us about that new extreme sport you've invented that's uh, jason old there so as i said before um madeline who's looking after me pr at guinness she's just like grabbing me by the scruff of the neck throughout the day like placing me in a room telling me to put headphones in in a kind of like clockwork orange style uh <laughs> setup with a laptop and he's like jason just speak to these people right they're from such and such radio um so heart radio as we all know um the kind of uh midlife crisis of radio stations um it was like, Jason, just put his headphones on to speak to these people. And so I hear... Uh, we love celebrating any sort of Scottish success, which is why we decided to speak to a man called Jason Old, because mm-hmm. he is now a Guinness World Record title holder. Love this. so impressive. Oh, Jason, how you doing? Now, I didn't realise it was actually being recorded at this point. I thought it was a bit of preamble, a bit of banter before we, we got into business. And I just just immediately reacted with... Oh, Des, you know what? I'm a big fan of yours. Ah, um, ah, love it! Actually, I went to your stand-up in Edinburgh some time ago. Oh, you poor thing. Care to give it. And <laughs> I've always remembered a great joke of yours, which was, my extended family are here. They're like my normal family, just taller. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, a real honour Des, you can't laugh at your own joke. Hey. Hey, do you know what, Jason? I usually don't, but the way you tell them is magnificent. The uh, <laughs> I tell you what, I'm, I'm so glad we had this conversation for me. The interview's over now. Yeah, done, right? Thanks I'm very done. much. I'm done. Uh, but Jason, mate, I mean, we're chatting away about me, which is lovely. I but know. what about you? And so that kind of set up the interview, <laughs> set the tone for the interview where it was, which then led me to say, ridiculous things like can I marry these two things together to create some, some kind of horrible Frankenstein's monster <laughs> and, uh, and it's got me on the radio so it must have, it must have done alright did you never think Jason I might stick to banana bread <laughs> <laughs> of all you the things in lockdown to baker. do my mum's a baker and she'll tell you that I'm absolutely hopeless <laughs> at baking so actually this was much easier <laughs> This was easier than banana bread, which is quite incredible. We have actually seen an image of you on your unicycle yeah. with the barbell above your head. I need to know, how do you get, like, do you have to lift it up from the ground whilst you're on the unicycle? Does somebody pass that to you? I'm so perplexed on how it actually works. Yeah, it's a higher, like, almost like a Sherpa. 
to uh, <laughs> carry it around for me. No. Um, <laughs> you make it look easy, which is the more ridiculous thing. I'm looking at it going, I could do that. Not a chance. Well, Not a chance. I've had a look at the weight of it. 68 kilos. Is that right, it Jason? Is indeed, That's right, yeah. yeah. Nice. I, I mean, Jen and I must be around about that weight. Definitely, I'm there. I mean, I'm potentially heavier. I don't it, want to talk Jason, about it. Jason, am I being invited in to lift you guys? <laughs> this is what I'm saying to take it to the next level. If you ever want to practice or I'm take what you do to another place, then I will be your barbell, my friend. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I've never been propositioned. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just oh, say, Jason, Jason I love it. you're a bunch of fun. You're putting a smile on our faces at so a time good. when we really need it, and you are a Guinness World Record holder. Well done, my man. Congratulations, Thank you very Jason. Much, guys. Really appreciate it. As part of the promotional tour, if you will, um, I was asked to to go on Blue Peter. Now, so many people I've told this story to, they're, they're baffled by the level of disorganization in in television. Like, it's just like, oh, you know, I would have thought there'd be like a really strict schedule and everyone's got to be here on time and if this doesn't work, so... no, not at all. Um, basically, about four weeks prior, I was asked if I'd do it. I said yes. They were like, oh, we might just get you to attempt the, the heaviest lift on the unicycle. I was like, well, I'm not lifting the weight, right? You wouldn't ask Usain Bolt to turn up and run the fastest 100 meters, would you? Carrying 68 kilograms yeah, you above his head. On a unicycle. You wouldn't ask him. I wouldn't. I was like, it's not happening. I'll, but I can do a wee demo. Then a week before, I got a message saying, actually, they'd quite like you to attempt a new record. A week before. I was like, uh, there's nothing I can see on the website that I would want to attempt. Can I set a new one? They were like, yeah, yeah, send us some stuff over. So I sent some suggestions. Then the next day they were like, no, nah, not got enough time to write the guidelines out, so just come on and, and, and do a demonstration. Monday, I was on Blue Peter on Friday, Monday, actually we want you to set a new record uh, and it's going to be this. So on Blue Peter on Friday, and you can check that out on iPlayer, or on my website, youtube.com slash jasonprounicyclist. Um, I got another <laughs> Guinness World Record for highest box jump off a unicycle now another peek behind the curtain um, they said how, how high do you think you could jump uh, based on a video clip I'd sent them of me attempting something similar three years ago I said about a metre twenty they were like alright cool we'll make that it. they messaged me back and they were like we're making it a metre fifteen because uh, the production crew can't build a box that's one metre twenty. Because <laughs> so, they're entirely staffed by umpa lumpers. Yeah, exactly. Can't reach it. Can't yeah. reach it. <laughs> so the ladders are all being used. Um, but what I thought was funny, it was like, you know, Guinness, Guinness World Records, pushing the boundaries of human potential uh, with whatever is readily available <laughs> in the storeroom. <laughs> so um, they should have got props from another BBC production. <laughs> I don't know, pulled out some of the, I don't know, something from a period drama. Yeah. Well, what was quite funny is, this always happens, right? So for me, I, I take a lot of pride in my work, Rod, as you know, working with me. Do you work? Yeah, I know. It, <laughs> it feels like a feels like a joy uh, to work with me. It feels like play. You're, Find you're, a job that you love and you'll never <laughs> work a day in your life. We're still Hashtag looking. blessed. We're, still, <laughs> we're living our best lives. Uh, so... The night before, so I was in London, I was doing some press, and the night before I travelled up to Manchester, the, the PR woman, lovely woman, Madeline, shout out Madeline, looked after me, 
did a great job. Um, she said, Jason, Jason, are you okay about the record? And I thought in my head, well, it's a bit late for that now, isn't it? But what I said was, yeah, it's fine. I'm, I'm fine. We're going to smash it, right? And then the next day, she saw me in rehearsals and I walked over and she went, that's too easy, isn't it? <laughs> it's too easy. I was like, yeah, it's too easy. And she went, could you jump on a car? <laughs> we should have got a car and I was like yeah so she was like uh, yeah the next campaign we're going to get you to jump on a, a London cab or something so um, not an unlicensed minicab one of the old uh, <laughs> black cabs so yeah it was it was it was odd I, I had the, the very uh, I was hashtag blessed to do the Q&A at the Guinness World Records office and I have to mention um, an amazing athlete my name's Karen Duke Corbains. Um, now, when I heard Rod, when I heard I was going to be doing a Q&A with someone else, I thought, got to Google them. Hopefully, they're... Hopefully, it's most snails on the face yeah, guy. Essentially, I hope they're a total loser, right? And I hold the Guinness World Record for the most times to squat lift my own body weight in one minute as a female. I want to be the first British seat female champion. I believe I can do that. And, and all I thought was, this could be a long day, right? So I'm sat there and she's listing off her achievements. She's talking about her story. Everyone loves the origin story. They always want to know. Mine is, I saw a unicycle in the shop and I fancied having a go. The rest is her story, right? But she's like, uh, you know, at school I was a, I was a hurdler. Uh, my dad used to be, he's my coach, he used to be a, a professional bodybuilder. Uh, my mum was actually, uh, she was a wrestler, not a pro wrestler, like an amateur wrestler. Both of my brothers are powerlifters. I'm just sat there wow. like, you know, my mum used to bake uh, a bit. So, yeah, it was quite, again, humbling to be around people who are actually good at stuff. It's like 100 miles an hour on the day of the launch and it starts to peter out. Um, but a week later, I got... Um, propositioned if you will on linkedin this episode is not sponsored by linkedin by the way um but i got, I got propositioned by uh one of the producers researchers uh to come on and, and talk about the record for gb news now i don't know if you're familiar with gb news my immediate uh, reaction to gb news was tory circle jerk um but I was okay with it because you know at this point uh, I've, I've i've made it very clear i was I've been willing to sell out for the last five years, so as I can see it coming a bit closer to me, I'm just trying to grab it with both hands. But it wasn't until I got on the show again, they bring you on a bit early, so you're hearing the segment beforehand. Um, I will say they kept me waiting for 25 minutes, which really pissed me off. <laughs> and little did they know that I couldn't be further away on the political spectrum from the kind of garbage that they were producing and I don't know I was just um, I was working myself into a kind of socialist rage <laughs> hearing them really defame uh, any kind of immigrant uh, and also proclaim uh, their allegiance to the fallen king Boris Johnson <laughs> let me just put it this way I mean, you know, I'm, my grandmother brought me up to be polite however that has never stopped me 
from taking the piss. So the overarching question is why? Well, I would say the real question is why not? I like you, Jason. I like you a lot. <laughs> so, so you, so you decided. So, were you already a weightlifter and a unicycler, just independently? And you thought, oh, I've got something going on here. Everyone's unicycling nowadays, aren't they? So you've got to stand out somehow. Oh, lovely stuff. Yeah. To be fair, at least you're not on a penny farthing, because I have. I don't, and I don't know why. By the way, Jason, I think it's just because Jeremy Vine's got one. Actually, in fact, that's it. So, talk me through. So, did you have to drag a poor, poor bloke from the Guinness Book of Records to go and watch you do this, like some kind of weird sadomasochist? No, he forced himself oh. upon me. No, um, this was <laughs> this was this was during lockdown, so I had to send the. Uh, the evidence, if you will, myself. Although I did just break another world record. I don't know if you've noticed this accidentally in shot um, on Blue Peter on Friday. And there was a, a lovely adjudicator there, uh, but I didn't know if he was a sadomasochist or not. No, and, and well, I don't know. It was on the BBC, so probably. Yeah, I think I think it was quite a nicely timed piece as well, because like, my mum saw it and she, she was like, oh, it's such a feel-good story, and and that's that's what the Guinness Rec World Records is really, isn't it? It's like some light heart. It's like a celebration of physical ability and stuff, but it's also uh, wacky Brits. And, they, call uh, me, they call me Doctor Feel Good. But like the creativity, it's a celebration of that as well. Absolutely, um, I will say, um, slightly overshadowed by. The fastest horse to travel five meters on its hind, hind legs. legs. That was that, brilliant. I found Alvin, the Shetland pony. <laughs> I'm coming for you, right? Five meters. Uh, that is amazing for a, a Shetland pony to walk five meters on its hind legs, yeah. like a man. Yeah, I mean, if we're being patronising, well done. Um, but <laughs> but what I was going to say is in the book. Yeah, there we go. In the book, the coolest picture apart from Rod's one is a guy who's got the record for the fastest 200 metres cycled while doing a full body burn. Now, that is a man on a bike, completely on fire. <laughs> it's the coolest thing yeah, ever. That's so, pretty cool. So that's pretty cool. But I thought, Rod, I thought, so the whole episode's not just about me. Yeah, well, I, I've, you, I've set a record. I didn't tell you about it. You know, <laughs> just put it down on me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's most slices of ham given out to strangers oh yeah yeah so uh, it's been a hobby of mine for a while distributing cold platters <laughs> willy-nilly yeah. and uh it's not it's not the good quality ham it's you know the really budget ham mm. that you get in a deep plastic tub that's always seems to be quite wet <laughs> it's that it's i've been giving out those uh, how many slices of ham i can give to strangers and how many was it surprising amount uh given to children before someone called the police <laughs> <laughs> and you can find out the exact number in this year's guinness book of records yeah, yeah. it's a big picture of rod's face with <laughs> it's, quite, it's, quite, it's quite amazing how willing people are to take um, mystery unpackaged meat from a stranger. But you know what it is? It's because they think they're going to get on the telly. They don't realise they're taking it. Like, I just slap it onto their back <laughs> when, I, when I hug them. Are we still talking about the record? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
if you see people walking around Edinburgh with a with a f- a flap of wet ham hanging off their shoulder, that's my work. Hashtag flap of wet ham. Hashtag blast. Uh, perfect segue, actually, <laughs> uh, from that hammy joke to. It's no joke. Right. <laughs> Don't belittle my record. But that's the thing about Guinness World Records, you never know if it's real or not. Rod, I've got a Guinness World Records Day fitness quiz for you. Okay. Um, and now, I don't know the answers to this either, so we can both play along. Uh, and the people at home can too. So, Rod, we're going to kick this off with Aaron Viraban. Apologies, Aaron, I forgot your name wrong. Holds the title for most thumb push-ups in one minute. But how many is it? We've got 45. 61 or 86, what do you think? Where did he push his thumb up? That doesn't have that detail there. Just the numbers. Uh, quite high numbers, so I'm imagining it's not a tight spot. Well, there's plenty of martial arts that do like finger push-ups and stuff. So I reckon it must be... Thumbs, thumbs are stronger than fingers, I'm told. That's quite philosophical. Yeah. Um, Rod, just because there's no ham involved in this, don't belittle it. So the highest number. Okay, that's 86. Let's see. No, it was 61. Well, no, I'm not impressed. So it's done us in there. Because I was expecting 86. Yeah. 61 on the thumbs. He's rushing, apparently. He completed 61 push-ups in just one minute. He, do, he was rushing. <laughs> oh, it's a hot topic. In 2019, all these people have got names I struggle to pronounce. Reger Maffey, apologies, broke the record for the most consecutive chin-ups while simultaneously doing another sporty activity. But what was that, Rod? Where did he put his chin up? Was it... (laughs) Again. (laughs) It doesn't work quite as well as thumb up. What activity was he doing? Keepy-uppies, hula-hooping, dumbbell leg curls. Now, I don't know the answer to this, but I immediately thought of hula-hooping before I even read it, so... I don't know, they're all quite boring. Do you know what I mean? Like, keepy-uppies, that's quite... That's quite uh, how many people must have done a keepy-uppy record? Hula-hooping, same. Rod, Dumbbell I'm, leg curls, Rod, who I'm, cares? Rod, I'm personally offended because I actually know a lot of people who have keepy-uppy records. In the so on their behalf, how dare you? Right. What kind of name is Re- Redger? Yeah, I thought that as well. It's not it's hula-hooping, Rod, you were wrong. It's not keepy-uppy. How many hula-hoops did he do? He did... Um, it, oh, here we are. 16, he completed 16 chin-ups while hula-hooping. Oh, he did chin-ups while hula-hooping, sorry. Yeah. Well, you did say, where did he put his chin-ups? So you obviously heard. I know, sorry. Yeah, that is quite impressive. Hula-hooping <laughs> while doing chin-ups. You've changed your chin. I've, chi- ch- yes, chinned up my tune. Again. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Again, here's another name for me to murder. Olga Liashkuk. Holds a title for being the quickest to crush three of a particular fruit food between her <laughs> thighs. That's good. With which food did she break the record? We've got cantaloupes, we've got watermelons, we've got pineapples. Now, I'm going to say, I'm going to use deductive reasoning, it must be a kind of melon, it's got to be, right? Isn't that a Queen song? It's got, it could be a kind of melon. <laughs> it's a kind of melon. <laughs> um, it can't be a pineapple, that would be really painful between the thighs. I'd say, yeah. Speaking either, from experience. I'd, I'm going to say cantal. No, cantaloupes are really quite hard, aren't they? Well, but so that would be, I think it would be more impressive if it was a, if it was a cantaloupe. But a watermelon is bigger. Uh, yeah. 
I'm going to say watermelon. It is. Hey. What did she do? God, there's a picture of it. God, that looks graphic. (laughs) I would say look it up, but don't. Um, She crushed three in 14.65 seconds. There you go. Try that at home. Christian Roberto Lopez Rodriguez, easy for me to say, holds the title for the most jumping jacks in one hour. How many did he do, Rod? Was it 1,744? Was it 2,744? Or was it 3,744? Most jumping jacks. Ah, you can do jumping jacks really quick. So I reckon the highest number, 3,744. You're right. We've got one right. Uh, What's he wearing? Some kind of loincloth. Yeah, it's uh, regulation loincloth. But he clocked up a huge 3,744 jumping jacks in one hour. Well done, mate. Nicholas Smith. Holds a title for furthest distance travelled rolling across Swiss balls. <laughs> that's a good... That's <laughs> How good. far did he roll, Rod? Did he roll 50.17 metres? Did he do 95.17 metres? Did he do 155.17 metres? 150 metres. No way. No way. Across yoga balls. How many yoga balls did you need as well? I'm going to say the smallest number. Because 50 metres is pretty far. Rod, as you know from my story about the, the practical setbacks of a world record... He may have been limited by the number of Swiss balls that he had. Yeah. So what are you saying? If you did it on Blue Peter, they'd be like, they'd have like 10 Swiss balls and then they'd have... Can you do three? Can you do, <laughs> and can you do a mix of footballs and uh, <laughs> tennis balls? Like they've just found them on the roof. Like, <laughs> what are we going for? Uh, 50 metres. It's 95. You under. Oh, let me see the picture. It. He broke his own previous record by 17 metres. Wow. wow, that's amazing. That is quite... Good. I must admit, I've tried to tried that in the gym. That's really impressive. I mean, not that far. Because you would, because you would, sh- t- you'd have to keep yourself really centered, um, or not just really spiritually, not just spiritually. <laughs> but uh, in 2019, Vaishnavi held herself up. She's only got one name, like Madonna. Held herself up. What does that mean? For 26 minutes 33 seconds. Which body part did she balance uh, on? Chin, or did she chin up, Rod? Chin, head, or thumbs? Hmm. Uh, it's got to be head, hasn't it, it? It won't be thumbs. It's got to be head, right? Yeah. It's always head. It's not. It's it's chin. Oh, my goodness me. Okay, there's a picture over here. She's kind of... I can't explain that. No, well, she's in a kind of a scorpion pose. So she's uh, inverted with her feet on her head. So it, she's not balancing completely on her chin, as if, you know, that's not the only thing touching the floor. Although she's not using her hands to balance. Yeah, so her hands are kind of behind her. So she's keeping her balance with her chin, but the majority of her weight is on her upper chest. It describes her as a yoga champion and performer. Yeah. I didn't know there was competitive yoga. Yeah, there is competitive really? yoga. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Okay. Manjit Singh. But, but because they believe that everything's connected... It doesn't matter who wins, because everyone wins. Everyone's a winner. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone gets a medal. We're all one with everything. Manjit Singh holds the title for the furthest distance pulling a single decker bus using only one part of his body. Now, I think I do know the the answer to this. Is it hair, teeth, or ears? He was pulling it with his ears. Hey! Let's see. Oh, wow. So, um... I am, at the moment, training to do another Guinness World Record. That's right, Rod. I was going to start calling myself the record collector, but then I thought people might think I was just really into vinyl. (laughs) Um, 
so as a consequence, the record I, I'm training for currently is uh, fastest time to push a car one mile whilst on a unicycle. So I'm very familiar with vehicle pulls and push records. And I was talking to someone about this. How do you train to pull a vehicle with your ears? It's a great question. That's why you're on the show, Rod, yeah. expert. <laughs> Another one as well is a lot of people pull things with like be- their beards or their hair. And I'm thinking, how do you work out that you, you could do that? Like- There's definitely a record for someone suspending the most amount of weight from their testicles. Have you, have you seen that? That's out of the blue. <laughs> I was just thinking about body parts and testicles are a funny body part. But yeah, you wouldn't, if, you know, your testicles get longer as you age. And Fact. You, you wouldn't want to hang in, you wouldn't want to increase your chances of, like that guy's going to have testicles to his knees. He's not, he's not thinking about the long game. Tweet well, him. maybe he is. <laughs> the long testicle game. He's living the long game. <laughs> Zhang Shung. Is that not the guy from World Cup? Yeah. <laughs> Holds the title for fastest 50 metres walking on hands while carrying a sporting item with his legs. What's the item, Ron? Is it a football, a baseball bat or a golf ball? It's got to be a football, right? Walking on his hands, carrying a sporting item with his legs. It, a baseball bat is a bit... Bit of weird, isn't it? It's got to be a ball. I reckon, yeah, let's go football. Hey! It is. Well done, mate. That's actually not very difficult. Yeah. Um, it's, if We're going to break it now. No, I think if you can walk on your hands, <laughs> which I can, um, you, it, you don't really need your legs. So it's kind of... You, but Rod, I know you for a fact... You could hold anything. You could hold a cantaloupe. I know for a fact that you don't own a football, so there's an obstacle right there. Yeah, it's true. I'd have to buy one. The Guinness World Records title for the fastest woman to complete 100 metres on a space hopper is held by Ali Spagnola. Spagnola. Just how fast did she hop it in? 38.22 seconds, 45.22 seconds, 51.22 seconds rod. Uh, 100 metres on a space hopper, she did it in the shortest amount of time, 38 seconds. Yes. Uh, it was her third attempt. Space uh, hopper. So uh, this is a nice little segue. So when I was on Blue Peter, um, they brought kids in to uh, attempt. So there's three world record attempts. Mine was just one of them. They brought uh, some local school kids in, right? And uh, the two records they were trying was um, it was most uh, photographs signed in a, in a minute or something like that. So people, you know, like autographing things, uh, which I believe one of the presenters on Blue Peter, uh, they broke the record. It was quite funny, you know, like in rehearsals, they had two attempts and um, one of the production crew was like, oh, kids just keep dropping the photos. They just keep dropping the photos. And I was like, you shouldn't have kids doing this. This is too important. but the the, the one that they were actually attempting themselves was um, the most number of high tens in a minute now if anyone's not familiar with a high ten it is when you put your hands in the air you just don't care and you find someone else doing something similar and then you slap hands together the criteria one in fact one of the criteria for the record was it needed to be to make an audible sound Um, so you needed to put a little bit of effort into it anyway that's kind of a it's a bit of an awkward 
uh, record, isn't it? Yeah. Because high, high 10 is quite lame in yeah. itself. So to do loads of high 10s as fast as you can, I don't know. Yeah. Tw- uh, just the same amount of lame, but just quicker. But they um, basically, in rehearsals, not only did they not get break the record, they got nowhere near it, right? <laughs> so we're going on telly. That's even worse. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. So we're going on telly, right? And they've had two miserable attempts, right? To, to do a lame record. Yeah, you're just like, what's the point? And you could see it in their faces. They were just like... and and <laughs> again, At least it wasn't adults. Yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> but... but uh, What has my life become? <laughs> but so, someone turned, uh, said to the teacher because our school teacher was there with them um, oh I hope the I hope they won't be too disappointed and I kid you not the teacher went I am I was like wow that is tough you know in 2014 circus performer Tameru Zenge none of these names are easy has the fastest time for a 100 metre hand standing on forearm crutches mm. how long did it take him forearm crutches that they are they like when you sprain your ankle or something? No, your forearm. That, but is, that, is that what they mean? What, what do they mean by forearm yes. crutches? Crutches. Well, I don't know. We'll find out when we click the thing. I don't know what the difference is. If if it's yeah, if you if it's like the crutches that you have when you hurt your leg, yeah, and then to do a handstand. I would imagine it's you know how they have the cuff around the forearm. That's that's really impressive. Yeah. Hundred meters. We finally impressed. Mo- moving. On crutches, well, a hundred meters in a hand. It's the fastest stand. time, so I imagine he was moving. That's amazing. It's got, to be, it's got to be fifty-seven seconds, right? I mean, you'd you'd have to be pretty quick. I reckon the fastest time. Nope. Yeah, fifty-seven seconds. Oh my god! Yeah. I really would really like to see a video of that. That's amazing. I'll tell you an interesting thing as well. There's actually so in the Guinness office uh, or the Guinness World Records office. Uh, the walls basically have these massive pictures of previous record holders, um, and he is on one of the walls. Yeah, that um, is that's that's definitely it. That's a cool photo as well. That's cool. So, uh, Ethiopian circus performer gained the title of fastest man on forearm crutches when he completed his handstand at 100 meters in just 57 seconds. Wow. Yeah, um, that's amazing. Serial record breaker David Rush holds the title for greatest distance travel with a particular piece of sports equipment balanced on his finger. Tennis racket, golf ball, snooker cue. Golf, golf re- club. Golf club, sorry. I reckon it's... I reckon it's... I reckon golf club. No. What was it? Uh, snooker cue. Snooker cue. Oh, yeah, that's quite impressive. It's quite long. Yeah. Not as impressive as the crutch guy. He travelled 32 kilometres with a cue balanced on his finger, beating his previous record. I always think it's interesting. As someone who has... Uh, set a record and then broken it again i always find it interesting that you know if someone was beat their previous record it generally means no one else is trying it mm. yeah and there you go rod that is uh, our guinness world record quiz i'll tell you what i looked up um i looked up a quit i looked up sorry capoeira records right oh yeah because i thought let's get rod in on it you know make him feel included there's one Mm-hmm. There's one for the largest capoeira class. <laughs> That's quite lame. And th- oh, oh no, I know that one. Yeah, yeah it's massive. But it's, 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 it's the only record. Yeah, I thought that sod. Why do you think that is? Do you think just capoeira because it's, it's a game. It's not a competition. I know. 
I've met some Capoeira guys who I think could get the record for like the most kicks, um, the most spinning kicks, because they can, like, I know a guy that can do like 20 spinning kicks. You know, when you spin, your hands go to the floor. We call it a compass kick. Yeah. You can do like 20 of those in like 10 seconds, super fast. Um, should I tell you my favorite? Well, what I was going to say was perhaps um, what you've just said there, like, so perhaps there's there's capoeira practitioners who have world records, but it's it's a speci- it's a specific movement that is maybe not um, unique to capoeira, and so therefore the record is is in that. Maybe, but that kick is pretty unique to capoeira. I think you could break it. I I could have had a crack at it twenty years ago, but oh, not that now I'm stuff. now my feats are mostly ham related. Um, Entirely. Yeah. Okay, here's some of my favourites. Okay. Um, most clay targets broken in one minute with nunchucks. Oh, amazing. So it's basically just someone chucking clay... Nunchucking? Clay targets at a guy, and he's twatting them with nunchucks. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, that's quite impressive. That's so dope. Um, most eggs carried on a single hat. <laughs> just one hat? Yeah, just one hat. Uh, the And longest ear hair... That's when I'm, that's thirteen point two centimeters. Um, I also these are my favorite, most dangerous ones. Uh, hardest kick in the groin. I'm not sure how they measure <laughs> that. <laughs> that is a, that's an official one. Do you think they put like a pressure gauge on the guy's groin? No idea. <laughs> Two guys in Poland uh, got highest recorded blood alcohol level. <laughs> Legends. Um, and a guy in in Bulgaria was rushed to hospital with extremely high blood alcohol content level as by after being hit by an oncoming truck. Unrelated. Um, by all accounts, the full force of the truck didn't kill the man on impact. Uh, but it, I don't know, no, no, no idea what that's. You know what you're wondering, yeah. <laughs> There's biggest uh, airplane eaten. Uh, and most live rattlesnakes held in the mouth for 10 seconds. Wow. That's quite horrible, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that is... That's awful. Yeah. It? So, people yeah, people are doing genuinely dangerous things. Do you, uh, do you think yours compares to that in terms of danger? Well, if I dropped it on my head, it would have been dangerous. Oh, heaviest car balanced on head. No. So, yeah, this bloke, he was a, he's a uh, bricklayer, a brickie. <laughs> He realised he had an uncanny ability <laughs> that he could balance incredibly heavy objects on top of his head. How? Uh, he reached the peak of his talent when he decided to balance a car on his head for a grand total of 33 seconds in front of a live audience. The car weighed not one, not two, but 352 pounds. Oh, with, with his formidable strength and expert concentration, Evans somehow managed to make the whole situation look easy. Wait, a car? Yeah, a car. A car is only three hundred pounds. That's a very light car. Maybe that's how much it cost. It's just really a toy shit, car. shit car. <laughs> <laughs> Rod, I'm not one for like um, age-related uh, records. Like I saw one that was the oldest trapeze artist, and I was like, you could be a rubbish trapeze artist, but just be old, and you get a record, right? However. That's kind of harsh on that old trapeze artist. No, it's fair. Your, your grip weakens as you get older. 
Yeah, it doesn't matter, but she's still got a record just for being old. However, this guy, Robert Marshawn, he achieved the unthinkable, Rod. He completed 300 laps at track in Leon in record time. Um, so 100 kilometers on a bike. So it's the fastest 100-year-old cyclist. He's 100 years old. See, I like that. That mm. is because he's had to cycle 100 kilometers on a bike and be 100, as opposed to just owning a bike. Yeah. But do you um, do you feel like the magic of Blue Peter is now... You love Blue Peter. No, I just that's my, that's my favourite thing you've done, <laughs> is be on Blue Peter. Do you feel like the magic's gone now you know how Blue Peter's sausage is made? Well, no, because actually I've already seen how Blue Peter's sausage was made. I was actually on Blue Peter in 2015. I'll tell you an interesting story about that, actually. Um, when I was on Blue Peter the first time, um, they said to me, oh, you can't, uh, you can't show your tattoos. I was like, well, I can't take them off. I was like, why? And they were like, oh, I don't know. I was like... Because you might be Yakuza. Yeah, I'm not gang affiliated, yeah. And I was like, why? I was like, you've had David Beckham on. Did you ask him to cover up? They were like, no. And I was like, why? And they went, because he's David Beckham. And I went, fair enough. But um, I never got to the bottom of it, but they basically just told me, you're going to have to wear your hoodie to do the demonstration. Now, Blue Pier is live. It's live television. Right. So I, I did the demonstration with the hoodie on, and then when it came to the interview, I took the hoodie off, you revealing my offensive tattoos. You should have done it in the hoodie, but with no trousers or pants. I've not got any tattoos there. Yeah. That would have been just fine. As a, yeah, just a protest. There's no BBC guidelines about that. <laughs> But I thought that that was uh, I thought that was discrimination at its finest. And um, but this time it wasn't a problem. There was no mention of it. I will say they didn't let me wear my unicycle team T-shirt because I quote, "The skull on it is probably a bit deathy for Blue Pier." <laughs> deathy. I feel like you've got involved with Blue Pier and Guinness World Records, like in not in their heyday if you if you'd done this if you'd broken a record and got on record breakers with Roy Castle and Blue Peter when there were only four channels and no streaming platforms I wouldn't be here right now you'd be a national celebrity you'd be a house name you'd be hosting a travel show I'd even take Chris Akabusi's record breaker show with Cheryl Baker um yeah no it's true like because that's the thing like I will say, Blue Peter, when I was a kid, anyone that's a, from an international audience is not familiar, but like Blue Peter has been an institution in terms of children's television since like the 60s. Um, and when I was a kid, used to watch it religiously. However, it's now like wasting away on some satellite channel, you know, um, whereas prior it was like you only had a couple of options, so you had to watch it. I will say, though, with Guinness World Records, I was really surprised. I asked, well, I, said, I told a couple of parents at uh, the kids' class I teach that I was in it, anyone that'll listen. And um, like kids still read the Guinness Book of Records or the Guinness World Records book is what I was told to call it. Um, so it's kind of still up there, I think. I think I'm, I'm, I'm and I will say, as, as, as I mentioned prior, I have broken a world record before, but being in the book does feel quite special. Um, and you can kind of, in a way, write the coattails because your photos <laughs> in it. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> Once again, your sidekick. That's it. In Holland, they they have Black Peter, and it's new. It's basically a racist holiday. <laughs> I won't accept that offer then if they want me to come. On. Yeah, I'm glad we have Blue Peter. This seems as good uh, a one as any to end on here. Um, this guy he's completed the fastest four-legged hundred meters in eighteen point five eight seconds. So I guess like a kind of bear crawl. Uh, yeah, running on that's really hard. Yeah, imagine, imagine. Do you think he wore shoes on his feet, on his hands? Yeah, he wore shoes on his feet, <laughs> definitely. Just on his hands. Yeah, hand shoes. And he probably had them the wrong way around as well. This is. This is good. Just podcast gold. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you have it. Um, if you're interested in breaking against world record, as I said prior, it's a lot of admin. Like, you need a lot of like evidence. So, my recommendation would be do it on the telly because they handle it all for you. Um, let us know, DM us, uh, if there's any weird world records, fitness related, let's keep it. Um, that we've not mentioned that you're particularly fond of. I will say it's it's animal related, so I feel like maybe not necessary, but I read the book and for some reason it stayed with me. Is a, a dog the furthest distance to walk on a slack line? Yeah. Like who's getting their dog to walk on a slack line? Like how does these, how does this work? Like, people speak to me, they always go, so how did you get into this? As though it was like black magic. You should be asking the person who's making a dog walk around. Like, like, I think dogs are kind of up for that kind of thing. They're just adventurous. Yeah. They're in the meadows, smoking a jay, hanging out on the slack line, playing hacky sack. There's loads of dogs that enjoy, like, sports, like skateboarding dogs and, like, surfing dogs. (laughs) There's a surfing pig. You say that as though they've, like, been looking for a new hobby and... No, there's this pig. Uh, this was one of the thing, the things that almost made me go vegetarian. <laughs> was watching this <laughs> this pig in Hawaii. Basically, this Hawaiian guy took this pig surfing, and the pig loves surfing. So every time it's a wild pig, and he goes down to the beach, oh, and the pig around. the pig runs out to, to meet him, and then they do a session of surfing. Like, and well, the, the pig loves it. Well, Rod, I wonder if it's the same pig because this pig here is actually from Japan. Uh, this pig set a new world record for the highest jump by a pig with a height of 27.5 centimetres. That's not very impressive, is it? Jump, yeah. I could jump that. Oh, it's inches, sorry, inches. Oh, that is impressive. Uh, how tall is the pig? It doesn't give those details, unfortunately. He's now in a, a bacon sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> That's the good as my records episode. Uh, yeah, as I said, I'm going to uh, attempt to break another world record. So maybe uh, we'll talk about that in the near future. It is for Guinness World Records Day, which is in November. Um, we'll keep you updated. Any opportunity to talk about myself. Um, anything else to add, Rod? Um, are you a record breaker? That's the Gladiators theme. No. <laughs> do, do, you, do you remember the theme, like with Roy Castle? Yeah. Do you remember Roy Castle... He just used to suddenly randomly play the trumpet. I don't think it was random. I think he was a trumpeter. Yeah, but they didn't need him to play the trumpet. (laughs) Does anyone need anyone to play the trumpet at any point? Everyone's got a gimmick, Rod. You've got to stand out. Roy Castle was a good man in an era of dodgy presenters. Mm, Wow. We don't know that to be true. 
he's a stand-up. He's a st- I think Roy Castle was this. Yeah. I feel like Operation U is taking man. their foot off the gas. So, <laughs> shout out Roy Castle. If anyone doesn't know, he presented Record Breakers years ago. I always feel like I need to provide context because I think there are a lot of people that listen to this that are either A, not originally from the United Kingdom, or B, under the age of 40, so uh, and haven't read a book. So, yeah, there you go. Nothing else to add other than that wee jingle there. Um, so, you know what time it is, Rod. It's time. For... <laughs> well, do you know what? We sign off every week with your famous catchphrase. Keep on. Uh, researching du- racist Dutch festivals. <laughs>